Andy Mayer on LBC. It's Friday, it's a quarter to five. It's Simon Marks's American Week. Eddie, imagine being President Joe Biden this American Week. It's wonderful to be together with friends and... Uh... At this transformative moment in the world. One minute you're in Asia, flanked by the Prime Ministers of Japan, India and Australia, proclaiming the power of liberal democracies to deliver the fruits of freedom to their peoples. Thank you for your continuing commitment to making sure democracies deliver. Because that's what this is about, democracies versus autocracies, and we have to make sure we... The next minute, you're on Air Force One, hurtling back to the United States, and you glance at the TV screens in the cabin. Good afternoon, and we're coming on the air because of an awful scene playing out today in Texas. An active shooter for a time at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. This is about 80 miles outside of San Antonio. At least two victims are fighting for their lives here in San Antonio at University Hospital. A 10-year-old little girl and a 66-year-old woman. Families had to make this heartbreaking trek all the way here, all the while praying that their loved ones would survive. My sources are describing a gruesome scene uh, at that school. Uh, they are aware of some of the numbers. Um, they're being careful because it, the situation is so confusing and so gruesome. President Biden's last American fortnight has been bookended by gruesome tragedy. Before Tuesday's atrocity in Uvalde, there was, of course, the supermarket massacre in Buffalo, New York. A teenage white supremacist gunman there killing 10. This week, the murderous rampage of a shooter who bought himself two AR-15 military-grade assault rifles and a boatload of ammunition to celebrate his 18th birthday only last week. On Tuesday morning, a row over his cell phone appears to have sparked his decision to shoot his grandmother in the face, don full combat fatigues and a bulletproof vest, and drive a short distance across town before crashing the family's pickup truck into a drainage ditch near the school. He walks around, he sees two witnesses at the funeral home across the street. He engages and fires towards them. The regional director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, Victor Escalon. He continues walking towards the school. He climbs a fence. Now he's in the parking lot shooting at the school multiple times. 1140, he walks into the west side of Rob Elementary. Now, the timings here matter. He shot his grandmother at about 11.15 in the morning. He crashed the truck about 15 minutes later. He then spent the next 10 minutes shooting at people on the street as he made his way towards the school. By this point, the police are in pursuit because they've been alerted to the attempted murder of his grandmother, but they only reach him as he's entering the school. And then, bafflingly, it will be another hour and a quarter before they gain access to the classroom in which he barricaded himself and slaughtered 19 children, most of them just 10 years old, along with two teachers who attempted to protect them. This in a Texas town that spends 40% of its annual budget on policing, a town where terrified parents gathered outside the school and engaged in a furious confrontation with police because they couldn't understand why there was no visible effort being made to save their kids. 
You've got to do something, a mother there appears to scream at police who are close to losing control of the crowd gathered in front of the school. At one point, the parents are threatened with tasers. One man is on the ground, it would seem being pinned to the roadway by police. One father told the Associated Press that along with other family members, he discussed the possibility of storming the building himself because the police were entirely unprepared. This in a town where less than two years ago, law enforcement officers from five separate agencies engaged in a detailed simulation of how they would respond to a school shooting. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. To clear the record on that, four minutes later, law enforcement are coming in to solve this problem. But Director Escalon there was dancing around a key issue because those early efforts by police to solve this problem failed. They were outgunned by the shooter and it would be at least another hour before they gained entry to the classroom. It fell to Robert Moore of ITV News to ask a central question at yesterday's press conference. Is it accurate that eyewitnesses and potentially parents of the students were urging uh, the police to go in, even that some parents were asking to borrow police armor so they could make a counter-assault on the school. I have heard that information, but we have not verified that yet. So... What, what, what part of you verified? We have not verified is that, is that a true statement or not. Good evening, fellow Americans. I had hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre, Uvalde, Texas, an elementary school, beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders. President Biden, who just 18 hours earlier in Asia had been insisting that liberal democracies provide people with the ability to achieve their hopes and dreams, confronting the fact that for at least 21 families in Texas, those promises are now entirely empty. Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies. It's a time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. For the second consecutive mass shooting, the president demanded action but offered not a single fresh proposal to bring it about. And up on Capitol Hill, even while some families in Uvalde were still waiting for the worst news any parent can ever receive, Republicans were already moving to smother any suggestion that the events at the primary school should lead to meaningful gun control. We know from past experience that the most effective tool for keeping kids safe uh, is armed law enforcement on the campus. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas voicing that entirely specious argument and of course warning voters in the Lone Star State that Joe Biden will soon be coming after their arsenal. Uh, you see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict uh, the 
constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. That doesn't work. And in Texas itself, Republican Governor Greg Abbott, a man who has devoted his time in office to loosening the state's already ineffective gun laws, insisted that despite all the evidence to the contrary, guns are not the problem. Before coming out here, we had a long discussion with law enforcement at all levels. The question was, what is the problem here? And they were straightforward and emphatic. They said, we have a mental, we, we have a problem with mental health illness in this community. He then offered no plans to address what he claims is a uniquely bad mental health issue in Uvalde, despite maintaining that there were no signs that 18-year-old Salvador Ramos posed a threat to the community. The reality here is that most politicians on both sides have snapped back into their usual post-massacre position. President Biden wringing his hands, lowering the flags to half-mast and insisting something must be done, but then not advancing a single proposal to achieve it. Republicans insisting the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution affording Americans the right to bear arms should even allow the sale of military-grade assault rifles so a Texan can celebrate his 18th birthday. Mercifully, there are still a few remaining authentic voices in America. What are we doing? Our kids are living in fear. Every single time they set foot in a classroom because they think they're going to be next. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, scene of the even deadlier elementary school shooting at Sandy Hook a decade ago that also led to no meaningful action. Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job if your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing this only happens in this country. Nowhere else do little kids go to school thinking that they might be shot that day. Sandy Hook will never, ever be the same. This community in Texas will never, ever be the same. Why? But I'm here on this floor to beg, to literally get down on my hands and knees and beg my colleagues. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. Now let's for a moment focus on the laws that Democrats and Republicans cannot currently agree to pass. All they propose is the implementation of universal background checks so that the teenage gunmen in Buffalo and Uvalde would at least have had some element of scrutiny before acquiring their weapons. They're also talking about so-called red flag laws that would allow police to confiscate guns from people deemed to pose a threat to public safety. I know, controversial stuff. Even in Democrat-controlled New York, there is diffidence about just how far gun legislation can go. How does an 18-year-old purchase an AR-15 in the state of New York? That's Governor Kathy Hochul this week gingerly proposing the tiniest shift in the state's laws. I want to work with the legislature to change that. I want it to be 21. I think that's just common sense. Because as we've just seen from the two horrific crimes, the common denominator, there are three. The weapon was an AR-15. The perpetrator was a male. And the age of the perpetrator was 18.
So literally, her plan, common sense, she calls it, is to make sure that you've got to be 21 before you can walk into a gun shop and acquire an AR-15 military-grade assault rifle. And that is in the supposedly sentient part of the country. Back in Texas this week, there were the sounds of the gun control debate beginning to stir. Excuse me. <laughs> Sit down. You're out of, you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey. Beto O'Rourke, the Democrat hoping to unseat Texas Governor Greg Abbott in November, interrupted a press conference by him and the state's top Republicans. This is totally predictable when you... Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. I'm sure. You are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. He did leave, walked outside, and in an entirely pre-planned move, addressed the waiting cameras. Why are we letting this happen in this country? Why is this happening in this state? Year after year, city after city, this is on all of us if we do not do something, and I am going to do something, and I'm not alone. The people of Texas are with us. The majority of the people of Texas are with us, but we've got to stand up to this. Mr O'Rourke has in the past put Texans on notice, assuring them that he is coming after their guns. We'll find out in November whether he succeeds in winning the keys to the governor's mansion, or whether by then, like Sandy Hook before it, the atrocity in Uvalde has faded into the memory. In events that you simply cannot make up, this will be a very big weekend in the Texan city of Houston. Thousands of NRA members descending on downtown Houston. The gun group's national convention taking center stage 270 miles from where 19 children and two teachers gunned down in Uvalde. Reporter Marcelino Benito with KHOU-TV and the viewpoints of some of the 55,000 National Rifle Association members now descending on the city. We will not allow our Second Amendment rights to be taken away from us. There's never been a gun in history that has ever killed anybody on its own. Among those speaking, former President Donald Trump, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and the aforementioned Senator Ted Cruz, who has received more money than any other elected official in Washington from the gun lobby. Yes, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there because, look, what, what Democrats in the press try to do in the wake of, of every every mass shooting is they try to demonize law-abiding gun owners. Senator Cruz may not be among them, but there are some people exhibiting principle and decency this weekend. I went down to the sacred store. Singer-songwriter Don McLean of American Pie fame has dropped out of the NRA conference. He says it would be disrespectful and hurtful to the Uvalde families for him to appear. And in the streets the children screamed The lovers cried and the poets dreamed But not a word was spoken The church bells all were broken Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut said this week he now fears America is becoming rotten to the core. Week by week, Eddie, in this deeply damaged country, that looks like an increasingly valid view. The day the music died And they were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day that I die. Simon Marks's American Week back next Friday at a quarter to five. In the next half hour, 
I'll be talking to Laurie Alhadef, who's president of Make Our Schools Safe. Uh, Laurie's 14-year-old daughter, Alyssa, was murdered in 2018 in the Parkland massacre in Florida. This is LBC. I'm Eddie Mayer.